Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Danger Zone podcast, the very first episode of the Danger Zone podcast. I am Devin Dunnigan, and here with me from the Freeform Rock podcast is Mr. Mark Alden Taylor and Mr. Lee Gertzman. How you guys doing out there? I'm doing great. How about you, Lee? I'm I'm doing good. I'm feeling good about this podcast because you say it's called the Danger Zone. I can get pretty dangerous, so hey, I'm in good company. <laughs> oh yeah, when he gives you those 1970 albums, man, they're pretty dangerous. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, especially when when I don't like a song and I smash the album, and then it gets um, cracked and cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wave it around, saying, "Stay away from me! You don't want to. You 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 don't you don't want to feel the edge of a 1970s suck album." <laughs> but um, yeah, I listened to like the 461 Ocean Boulevard review that y'all did, and I was like, I was surprised at your opinion, Mark. I figured you may like that album, but oh, I liked half of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that—that's one thing with me with that with his early stuff. Some of that stuff, like I gravitate more to like the late seventies and eighties and nineties stuff. That's where that's kind of where I I kind of elevate to, I guess you could say. But um, yeah. yeah um, this is the first episode of this podcast. This is going to be just a podcast where i i have different guests on at different points um when i record i'm not gonna say this is gonna be an every week deal but um just kind of more sporadically maybe it'll be a couple in a row or several in a row whatever but um just something i want to do something on my own of course i have the dunnigan mott music and movie podcast um if you haven't listened to that please do and um i have my youtube channel on the danger zone reviews which i've, I've done all kinds of album and movie reviews and stuff like that on there but um with our first with the first episode here um we are going to be talking about the 1986 the debut full-length solo album or studio solo album by david lee roth eat em and smile um released on july 7th 1986 produced by ted templeman and um just overall to me i mean it's been coined before the, the term has been coined for this album that it's the lost van halen album and um i i tend to agree with that i think this is um cla classic van halen without van halen even being in the actual band and um i mean a lot of these tracks i actually think would have been very interesting to hear van halen either re-record these tracks some of these tracks for something or or either um perform them live at one point or another that would have been very interesting in my opinion but um yeah um i guess i mean i discovered diamond dave through van halen and um i mean the this was i think my first so solo david lee roth album that i actually heard but um after this i actually heard your filthy your filthy little mouth um my father had it on cassette and um i like that album it, it does have some problems here and there i think some of the material on it is weak and um but lyrically i do think dave is there throughout that whole album and um hmm. i mean i think it's a pretty good album but um this album I, I mean go ahead i was gonna say i've always told myself i gotta listen to that album your dirty little no you album. don't no, you and, don't. And I never do. I, I never listen to it. 
Dude, I bought that CD when it first came out, and I lied to freaking Musicland to return it <laughs> and got Scorpions Worldwide <laughs> Live. I freaking love She's okay. My Machine, and then the album went down from there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and Travis I'm, I'm Tritt. Go ahead. Travis Tritt. Come on, man. The country song. Oh, I actually liked that track quite a bit. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Everybody has their own opinions. I'm not doubting you for liking it. It's just my opinion. I think huh. it's trash. Oh, I under I understand. Listen, I get the hate for that album. I mean, it, it's there is like she's my machine is is as pretty close to classic Van Halen as he really kind of gets on that album. But I mean, I, I like I kind of like it when Diamond Dave kind of went kind of more of a bluesier direction. I like like Nightlife was good on that album. Land's Edge, Sunburn, stuff like that. Yeah, I love his blues stuff. I love it when he goes bluesy. That that that's cool. But when he goes country and then he does some weird shit on that album, it's like maybe three songs I like off that album. I like the DL DLR album. Now that's dated to me. Yeah, that, that's a great album. And um, that album though, I mean, his voice was kind of shot. But I mean, it was only really when he tried to strain his voice a lot is when it kind of really showed. But he mostly, for the most part, on that album, he kind of kept a lower register on a lot of those songs and kind of just song, just kind of sung the lyrics without really trying. Uh, to yeah. And, kind of like, and now I walk with you, my baby, la di da da. We're going somewhere and we're going to have a party. La di da da. Like that. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm talking from someone who doesn't even haven't, hasn't even heard the album. So, so what do I know? Sounded like you were trying I'm to thinking. sing La Da Da by uh, Journey there. <laughs> Ew. You don't like no, that wait, album I, either? I, I, I like that song. Wait, I, I think I do. Is that <laughs> is that um Infinity? Yes. I like some of it a lot. Or Departure, one of the two. Some both oh, of I, I, I keep forgetting if I heard Departure. I think I always fell asleep before I gave my opinion. Well, I think Rolly was on both those albums. I like the Greg Rolly era. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually, I like, for the most part, I like all of Diamond Dave's solo stuff. Diamond Dave had some good stuff on it, but I mean, that was, to me, that one was, that one was kind of under the radar because, like, it, it was mostly a covers album. But um, I liked a lot of stuff on there. Like, he did a version of Soul Kitchen, um, If Six Was Nine, and... Hmm. um. He done one track. It was an original song called Thug Pop, and I think he did that one. I don't. I think it was written with John Five, and it, it's a. It's by far the best song on that album. It's very Van Halen like, and it, it's just a great track. But um, huh. yeah, I want to hear the unreleased album that he did with John Five. We're still waiting yeah, for that definitely. one. Definitely, I want to hear that. I heard like the snippet that I think I can't remember. It, well, John I don't Five, it John Five put it up. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was an interview with John Five, and he played like a little a snippet of the song, and it was it was a very good song. But um, and I mean, I was I'm interested. I, hopefully, after um, after a while, he puts that out because because supposedly there's there's like a lot there's like several sessions where that he did with Van Halen in between, like the him kind of leaving in 97 or whatever after that big debacle with the reunion and everything else and then Gary Sharon coming in 
Like he he supposedly went to the studio with them or something like that and did some tracks, but I don't think anything ever was released. But um, yeah, I mean, with the with other Diamond Dave's albums, um, I, Skyscraper is one for me. I like some songs on it, but the, the production kind of kills it for me on that album. I think it's a little bit too polished. Loverboyish good stuff. It's too Loverboyish. Maybe yeah. that's why I like it because I love Loverboy. <laughs> and I saw him on that tour. So, yeah, but um, I like that album. But it, it, I mean, it's just the production, and I mean, a little ain't enough has got some good stuff on it. But I think it's kind of the purpose. I mean, um, it's kind of the fact that Bob Rock was was the producer, which I like a lot of Bob Rock's Bob Rock produced albums, but. I think I had like some problems with the the mix of the drums. I, I really think he should have went back with Ted Templeman on that album and oh kind of okay. yeah to, yeah because it was a kind of a return to form after Skyscraper kind of came and went. But that album, I mean, by that point, I think Grunge had came in and kind of all of that. I mean, like early '91 was kind of you still had that, but. I mean, after that point, which I mean, I, I'm hell. I have room to be talking because I was born a whole decade after the fact. But um, I mean, from my outlook and stuff I've researched, I, I kind of saw that the album kind of went into obscurity by um, kind of the the movement of grunge and stuff like that. But um, let's it. let's get back to the actual <laughs> review. And man, we've got I do this all the I time. Was I get say off this is kind of interesting. The idea is we're going to review an album by a group that has 20 different studio albums. And all you do is you talk about all of them except that one. And then when people <laughs> say, hey, why didn't you talk about that one? You go, can't you understand? We didn't talk about it because it sucks. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think this album sucks at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, um, I mean... Get back into it real quick. The the lineup on this album um is Billy Sheenan. He would later join Mr. Big. Um, I don't know what he was in prior to this. Do you, Talus. Do you know? Yeah, Talus. Talus. And there there's a Talus song on this album actually. Shy Boy. Yeah, Shy oh, yeah. Boy. He's and, redoing uh, it right now, I heard. He's like, oh, no, he's making no, he's bringing Talus back together. He's in so many bands right now. He's in like the Winery Dogs. He's in well, I don't. I don't think Mr. Big is getting back together after the uh, de the death of uh, Pat Torpy, but um, he's in that. He's on in fucking uh, that other band with Mike Portnoy and uh, what's his name? I have their album. <laughs> I can't remember he right needs, now. He needs to be. He needs to bring Eric Martin and Talis because Eric Martin is good. And it's like just Eric that... Martin rules except his solo albums. Well. Uh... <laughs> I, I um Okay, his I, uh, his cover albums when he did the heart must go on must go away. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that, but but Yeah, you but don't his, want to. His, his old it. stuff. Um okay. Uh but 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 his uh -huh. old stuff with um like Sucker for a Pretty Face. That's a good album. I like Yeah, that. that's that's pretty cool. He's well, from my period. Yeah. But well, anyway, yeah, I um I tend to ramble on too. Sorry, Devin. We yeah. we, we interrupt each other. Sorry. <laughs> I was fixed to say. I said it's like I'm on an episode of Freeform now. Hey. Hey, we don't hey, want to take cool. over. It's just our. But at least we don't have we, strong. 
<laughs> at least we aren't going to be held responsible for it. We say no, we're on Devin's episode. That's why it's we all were your fault like if it sucks. <laughs> oh, it's okay. But um, but um, also, I mean, Billy Sheenan, uh, extraordinary bass player, and um, Greg Bissonette. I, I'm not sure who, he, what band he was in prior to this either. I think he was kind of a, I guess you could say a kind of a session man prior to this or whatever. He was a pretty. Um, I understand yeah, he, well. He, he's a touring well, and uh, session recording. Yeah, he um, was a David full, Lee. He was, a drum, jazz, he was a drummer in many jazz and rock bands. So, uh, I had, yeah. Go ahead. I had heard that David Lee Roth said that he heard him in Maynard Ferguson Big Band, and so I tried to find the Maynard Ferguson Big Band stuff he was on, and I couldn't find one damn song. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I. I'm pretty, that band may be real, but I mean, that is Diamond Dave talking, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, Maynard Ferguson did have a, have a band. It's just that maybe, um, maybe Greg Bissonette played drums during a concert and not yeah. on an album. Yeah. But, um, I mean, also going back to Billy Sheenan real quick, Billy Sheenan, from, I mean, it's came out now that Eddie Van Halen actually wanted him to replace Michael Anthony, I believe around Fair Warning or something mm. like that. And um, wow. I, I, I can understand why, but I mean, come yeah. on now. I mean, Michael Anthony, I mean, he, he, I mean, to me, I mean, Michael Anthony's one of those guys. I mean, he's he just goes out and he does his job. I mean, he doesn't really mess with anybody. He's just a class act all around. And I mean, if he's not yeah. doing anything, why get rid of the guy? I mean, I I've never understood that. But and he's got a good hot sauce, I hear. <laughs> Matt oh, Anthony's yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. I tried to buy it, um, and for some reason the order didn't go through. For I, I I'm going to have to try and buy it again now while I still have money before i spend it all dude if you listen to chicken foot or the circle you hear van halen in his voice <laughs> that's all i gotta say yeah okay and actually so, i mean talking about chicken foot i've actually i've never actually heard any hagar out like his solo stuff in its entirety or like chicken foot or the circle i've just heard like tracks here and there I'm van I've actually heard in its entirety. I like. I mean, I like the first Montrose album. I thought the first Montrose album was really, really good. Hell Dude, yeah, if, man! Um, um, do you want to replace Mark in our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Or, or, it's it's okay. I, I'm just saying you should go listen to the first Chicken Foot. That album is amazing. It also has uh, freaking St St um, Joe Satriani and uh, Chad from the Chili Peppers. It's a great album, dude. And yeah, so is the, so is Chicken Foot Three. Which is the second album, but they called it three. But it's yeah. a great album. Too. <laughs> yeah, but, I um, plan to actually hear them. It's it's like that that David Lee Roth album. I, I haven't I, I haven't I've tried to hear the first Chicken Foot album, and for some reason, I guess someone knocked on my door, and then when they said hello and I closed the door, I forgot to put the album back on, and it's been years. Down the drain, sexy little thing, freaking turning left. It's Fucking great album. I love it. I did hear like the new song from, well, I believe it's the Circles album, um, yeah. Trust Fund. Maybe I heard that. That was an okay track. 
the whole album was good too. I have that on, and their live album where they do some Zeppelin, they do like basically anything that those people were in. You know, like they do old you know. Van, ha- they do Sammy Hagar Van Halen, they do uh, Jason Bonham's, uh, well Led oh, Zeppelin. Wow. You know, they do a lot of shit. They, they go, they does Montrose. They go through on the live album. It's pretty good. Yeah, but um, yeah, get back to the lineup. I mean. Billy Sheenan and Greg Bissonette, um, Steve Vai, who at this point had been in, he, he his breakthrough was with Frank Zappa, and he did a lot of yeah. different work with Frank Zappa. I mean, he was on the Tinseltown Rebellion album, oh, You yeah. Are What You Is. He, he was on a lot of those albums, those 80s albums, I mean, because a lot of Zappa's albums at that point were either recorded live and just basically taken from different points. Like, I think You Are What You Is was like the final album where it was a kind of an all studio album or whatever. But, um, oh, okay. But, um, after that, I think it became a thing where he recorded, he, some of it was studio and then some of it was live parts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's interesting and kind of weird. But I had Tinseltown Rebellion as an album. I had it back then. My, my old bandmates, in my group, Black Spotted Thunder, back in around 1982, we used to sometimes hang around and play video games on our on my um, video machine, um, and and I would play Frank Zappa's album Tinsel Town Rebellion. Yeah. Hey, did you know how uh, Steve Vai hooked up with David Lee Roth for this album? I don't know how. They were in a drunk. Interested. They were in a drunk tank in in uh, L.A. together. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I almost said he he got hooked up from the movie Crossroads, but I think that was how David Coverdale found him was from the movie Crossroads, which is a great movie. I mean, I totally recommend you oh, watch I, that. I love that movie. Oh yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he was also. I mean, he prior to this band, I think, I think he 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 came out of. I believe I believe he came out of Alcatraz right into this band, and then he left this band and went right into White Snake. So. Yeah, he oh, made yeah. the two albums with them and then uh, left. David was pissing off everybody because he promised Billy Sheenan that he would have more to do on Skyscraper, and he just pushed him out. Yeah. So Billy said, fuck you guys, and left <laughs> before the tour. So yeah. Billy. Then, he, then he was replaced, I believe, by Greg Bissonette's brother, Matt Bissonette. Yeah. And, but, um... You mean yeah, um, Dave, 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 um, David Lee Roth was replaced by... Um, by Matt B. Sinet. That would have been interesting. <laughs> uh, I I know I misheard you, but I, it, it sounded it sounded good for a minute. But you know, Greg and Matt played on uh, a, a Joe Satriani album. I, I you know, I, I like the, ex- the surfing the, the extremists, the extremists. Oh, okay. I I like I like um surfing the alien. That's the one that I heard and I like. I like and all then, C- I like all Joes. All Joe. I always. I always figure that his playing is kind of like, should I play that extra note? No, I think I'll wait. That's that's how he sounds to me. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, we're, we're ruining this guy's podcast. Let's get him back on track. <laughs> no, we're helping it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm, love, I'm totally loving this. This is great. But uh, I'll just <laughs> say, about Joe Satriani, I mean, he's an artist. I wonder where he would have went if he would have actually joined Deep Purple when he when he like filled in for Richie Blackmore and Richie Blackmore left. That would have been that would have been good. I think it would have been good too. Because like he, he's totally I mean he was a 
he was a good, he was a serviceable replacement for Richie Blackmore. I think he did a very good job with a lot of the, a lot of the material. Could I, it's like widely bootlegged the shows and stuff like that. But I think I'll they offer join. Do what? I'll have to find them. But I Steve Morris ain't sites. no slouch though, man. Oh yeah, oh, Steve no. is great too. Yeah, He's good. He's really good. I he, saw he them with Judas Priest, and he kicked ass. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a trip. You actually saw Judas Priest with Steve Morris on guitar. No, they, Deep Purple opened. Well, actually, yeah. closed that show. D, uh, yeah, it was a co-headline. Oh. Yeah, but 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 you yeah. saw them, right? Yeah, I saw both of them. And my Damn friend it. did no You're, shit about Deep I, Purple. I, I, he was I, bored. I, <laughs> Damn it! I would have liked to see it. I was all into the Deep Purple, and he was like, "What's this?" I go, "It's Deep Purple, man." He only knew Smoke on the Water, <laughs> but he loved the pre. He went for the Priest and stayed for the Purple. <laughs> but, um, well, I, I, right oh, quick well. before we get into the album itself, I mean, what is y'all's thoughts on? And it, this may be an actual future review: the Deep Purple album, Saints and Sinners. I mean, not Saints and Sinners. Oh, that's White Snake. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> Slaves and Masters from not from nineteen ninety. Oh, I like that album. That has, who's who's the singer on that one? Joe Lynn Turner. From yeah, Miami. I love that. I love Joe Lynn yeah. Turner, man. I loved him in Bay too. Yeah, that's a great album. King of Dreams, man. I love that song. Yeah, but um, I, I, I actually get- heard it. I actually heard it. I don't mind it. I think it's okay. I think. When they did Perfect Strangers, when they got back, I thought that was the bomb. And that then when was they the bomb. did 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 House of Blue Light, I thought, well, it's not as much of a bomb, but it's still pretty good. And then with Slaves and Masters, I thought, well, maybe I'm not sure if it's worse, but at least I do like Joe Lynn Turner. So that yeah. saved it for me. Yeah, I like Joe Lynn Turner and Rainbow also. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Stone Cold, all that stuff. I yeah. even had a Joe Lynn Turner solo album, which you probably never heard, and we might review one day. I have a band with Joe Lynn Turner called Sunburn. It's okay. <laughs> oh. But, um, huh. But um, that, that, also, that, that, that went over my head, but never mind. It's okay. Yeah, I, I actually oh, told no, you an ex- obscure band that you didn't know about. <laughs> Damn. I wow. thought it was some type of joke that I didn't get, actually. No, he has, he has two albums. It's Joe Lynn Turner. Well, the first album is called Sunburn. And the second album is called Joe Lynn Turner's Sun, Sunburn. I've so. never even heard of it. Damn it. You. <laughs> this episode can be Mark Beats Lee on Obscurity. <laughs> Actually, there's a Joe Lynn Turner album. I, I I haven't heard it, but I know of it. It's called Rescue You from like it's right after he left Rainbow and stuff like that. And I, I haven't heard it. I've been meaning to listen to it. It it, it seems like it'd probably be a good album. I, I, I think forget the name of it, but but they, but they had like a, a picture of his face on the cover. Like that's it was it. a that's studio. it. Oh, okay. Uh I don't totally remember it, even though I've heard it. So that tells you probably what I think of it. Yeah, it had him like a kind of a block up. Um, it, it was just him standing there posing for the camera, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. I, I think that's it. it. It was just him. It was his face on it. it said Joe Lynn Turner, run for cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or rescue, rescue you! My God, I get Gary Moore and all kinds of stuff confused. 
man. Hey, but, hey, uh, you know what? Um, I, I'd rather that you be confused about good music than confused about shit music. Like, man, I love that sound. I love that song, Satisfaction, that ABBA did. Oh, ABBA didn't do guitars. I'm sorry. It was um, um, Harry Chapin. Oh, I, it was electric guitar. I'm sorry. The Rolling Picks. Oh, the Rolling Poofs. No, the Rolling Stone. You know, I mean, you're yeah. not like that. <laughs> I'm just going on a tangent. Oops. Yeah. But, uh, get back to the album, man. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I think I will try to do that. But, yeah. uh, I mean, this album, like I said earlier, it's kind of people's coined the term as this being the, or people calls this album the Lost Van Halen album. I, I think that's the perfect way to put this. I think he got a lineup. I mean, I, I don't want to sound, this may sound sacrilege, but, um, I kind of somewhat think this is a, a musician wise a little bit better than Van Halen. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, they all can hang together, but I think he got a band on the same kind of same kind of um scale or you know, a little bit better than Van Halen. I mean, some great virtuosos at their craft nonetheless. I mean, just a overall a great band. I mean, We've done talking about the lineup, but um, of course, yeah. I mean, this album was um, compared a whole lot with 5150, which came out in 86, but um, well, the same year. Which but, killed um, David's career because he tried to copy 5150 with Skyscraper oh, yeah. with all the yeah. keyboards. <laughs> you say the same thing later on, but um, yeah. I mean, I love this album. I think this album is a perfect album from start to finish. I, um. This actual this album actually was re-recorded in Spanish, and I'm probably gonna butcher what it's called. Sonrisa Salva Salvaje, I think is how it's pronounced. That's how I heard it. Something I don't know. <laughs> That's how I heard it pronounced on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast when they reviewed the um, album. They that's the way you know, Ralph Yair said it. So I'm I tried to copy that the best as I could, but um, I mean that's fine. But, yeah, a bunch of singles on this album. Um, trying me, I'm on Wikipedia looking this up, but um. But while you're looking it up, I'll tell you I definitely agree with you, and you just did a brilliantly Gerstmann kind of quote by by saying that um, um, they were better than Van Halen because actually they they really kind of were. <laughs> Oops. I I kind of agree. This album is better than Fifty One Fifty. But I love fifty one fifty, so I can't really bitch about it. Any one of them. But um, the single this sounds, this sounds better than Diver Down. Yeah, I love no 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 little guitars. Oh no 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 a little. I like Diver Down. Yeah, I love Diver Down. I don't I I don't get the hate for that album. Well, I kind of do because it's got a lot of covers on it and stuff like that, but. I still think, I mean, even the covers they do, I mean, it's Van Halen through uh, and through regardless. There's four covers on this album, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And um, there's actually was supposed to be another for this album, actually, hmm. too. But, um, I don't know if y'all know that, but um, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But yeah. um, several singles from this album, Going Crazy, um, which was the first single. 
that's life tobacco road and yankee rose and um another song on here i think should have been um a single off of this album i'll talk about that in a few minutes but um went number four on the billboard 200 in 1986 and i'm assuming this album i don't see where it says it at but um i'm assuming that this album had to went platinum oh it did and as i know it was a pretty huge success when it came out and i mean just overall i mean like i said this this to me is a perfect album and um Let's go ahead and get into this album with um the very first track. Um, I guess on each track we'll I'll swap it up. One of us will go first on each track or whatever. But um, the right. first track on the album. Go ahead. I just said all right. Okay. But um, the first track on here, Yankee Rose. Um, love this track. Great opening track. Great video to this. I, I watched the intro to it before we did the re we're doing the review here and um. I mean, get me a bottle of, a bottle of everything and a glazed donut to go. And um, my doctor said I had to take a laxative and my ancestors spit on your haircut. Just uh -uh. iconic, like one-liners like that. I mean, just made David Lee Roth just who he is. I mean, just this kind of over-the-top, great rock front man and just kind of character all together i guess you could say and um just a great great song the video is awesome and the clips and the video like at the beginning and stuff like that and there's another video on this album that's very similar but um it, it's kind of a more it has it throughout the actual video itself but this was actually um supposed to be this was going to be used for a movie that diamond dave was involved with I believe it was called Crazy from the Heat. I could be wrong, or Go. Yeah. I saw no, it right. going crazy as well. But um, yeah, it was the EP. Yeah, they were going to name it Crazy from the Heat. He had a movie going on, and it just didn't uh, come into fruition. Well, yeah, yeah. The was, EP did, but not the movie. No. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be with like CBS or something like that. Something. And like then that. he even did his um, um, book. His autobiography, yeah. Yeah. which which I looked at, and, and um, I thought it was kind of cool. I think I saw the. I don't know. I like. I saw like the chapter. I believe it was chapter. It was chapter one of him reading it on um, on YouTube. I've been meaning to go look at that. Right now, I'm in the middle of listening listening to Peter Chris's audio biography, his uh, his biography audio, audio book, and. Um, does a speaking oh voice God. sound better than a singing voice? Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I it's think like, it's actually a robot voice, isn't it? It, it isn't him. It is. It's not him. Somebody had to have one. They said they created it themselves, so they probably just either typed it up or like sent, like scanned it or whatever. Or what? And and do you? Do you I'm sorry, but do you read books or do you mostly listen to books on audio? Mm, just wondering. I, Mostly Not listen to, to sound elitist, but mostly listen. But I mean, I've okay. been trying to get into reading and stuff like that, though. But, um, because I found that when I read the books, then that way <coughs> I find I find that I, I get my own idea behind it. It's more of a personal imprint for me. Yeah. But 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 um, if if, if there's this one podcast, I I don't ordinarily promote other up 
podcasts on other podcasts, but if you listen to you don't even promote our podcast. <laughs> I know that. I don't even promote my podcast. I but know. anyway, yeah, yeah, but 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 if, if you want to hear certain reviews of the KISS podcasts, I mean the, the KISS um, books, Dystopian Book Club. If, if you look that up, D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-A-N, Dystopian Book Club, and then go like Paul Stanley or go Peter Chris or put in their names and you'll hear some horribly funny, witty, and interesting reviews of those books. Okay. I'll have to so look that up. But, um, the reviews are almost as better than the books. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Peter yeah. Chris book, I mean, it's good, but oh my goodness, is it. I'm a vulgar. Oh my goodness. I was <laughs> yeah. And, and like some of the stuff he was saying, I mean, I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, I've heard people say stuff like this, but <laughs> this is a book by a 60 something year old man. And he's like, I mean, I don't even, I'm not even going to repeat some of the stuff he said because I mean, a lot of it more or less was just kind of disgusting. I mean, he went <laughs> into about a lot of experiences on the road and um, on the bus, off the bus, and everywhere on the bus. I mean, <laughs> It was um, it was a very it's a good book. I mean, he he gets detailed with a lot of stuff I wanted to hear about, but he also gets detailed with a lot of stuff that I really that, didn't I didn't yeah. hear about. But um, Paul's yeah. audio book I thought was real. I thought his book was really good. He was a little bit he kind of got whiny at times, but I'm gonna dive in next after I'm done with Peter's. I'm gonna dive into they got Ace's audio book and Jeans. I'm gonna get into that, but. The robot voice to me makes it even more funnier and interesting that way. But um, getting back to the song itself, Yankee Rose classic track. I would have loved. I mean, how when Sammy joined the band, they performed his solo stuff. When Diamond Dave came back in 07 or or 06 or 07, it would have been interesting if Van Halen would have picked that song up and performed it. I would have really liked to see their interpretation of that song um i think that could have been very very interesting but um i mean what whatever the case may be i mean oh yeah. daily ross ego won't stand for that <laughs> but um yeah that's all i have to say it was written by david lee roth and steve vi and um then we well i was fixing to move to the next track but um you take it mark what's your thoughts on yankee rose Yankee Rose is like a perfect start for this album. It's like, freaking, I love it when uh, Steve goes, wah, 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 and he goes, what? Yeah. Well, let me roll up to the sidewalk and take a look at it. <laughs> you know, he starts playing, singing. I was like so amazed that somebody was talking to their guitar. And then I went back and listened to Zeppelin and, and uh, Ariel Speedwagon. They did the same thing with their guitars before David did that. So they were... I think Aria Speedwagon and those other bands were more innovators, but this is the first yeah. time I really understood it. <laughs> but right on, Mark, you you said you said something that I couldn't have thought of saying, but I want to take it from you. Well, it was like 157 Riverside Avenue where Gary's talking with the Miss Guitar going, wah, 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 Man, wah, you, you're, you're you on know. a roll, man. You're, you're, you're going to beat me at my own game. Gary did that before Steve, but this song is freaking awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great. And I, I forgot to say that about the him talking to the guitar. A great way to friggin' bring this bring this band in. I mean, guess who's back in circulation? I don't know what you might have heard. Great song. 
and about the Statue of Liberty, nonetheless. So, um, yeah, um, now yeah. you, Lee, take this track. Oh, yeah. Um, I keep going up and down on it. It's not at all a bad track. I do like it. But sometimes when I listen to it, it sounds like, oh, do I have to hear it again? And other times I'm like, hell yeah, I want to hear this again. So I'm kind of now more in the hell yeah, I want to hear it again. It's a good song. It's just that um, it sounds like the kind of song that if the album was not good after it, this would have been the only good song, but that's not the case. There are good songs. In fact, some that I like even better. But I mean, this was, in my opinion, their focus on making a hit, but a good hit. Yeah. And, um... and that's what I have to say. Okay. But um, yeah. Like I said, a great, great opener. I had something else to say, and now I've done completely forgot about it now. But um, I remember. Yeah. Oh, it, it was a turkey sandwich, and it had a mustard and cream. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if I actually said this at the beginning. Um, when I was when we were talking about um your your filthy little mouth or whatever. Um, I actually when I first did this album, I didn't. This one actually didn't um didn't catch on with me. I, like right at first, it took. I mean, of course, listening to it the past two times before this review, this album I, I is to me one of my most favorite albums of all time. But initially, I thought Your Fifty Little Mouth was better than this album. But you're 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 very interesting. In fact. After we're done the review, I'm gonna listen to that album because I, I, I'm, 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 you're oh intriguing me. You, you're, you're intriguing me with what you say. No one ever <laughs> needs to listen to that album. Okay. But, um, <laughs> well, okay, you can listen to my lip rap. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely, um, I will say this is by far to me his best album, and my opinion has definitely changed. I mean. I don't, looking back at it now, I'm like, what was I even thinking? This album, like I said, is the Lost Van Halen album. But um, uh -huh. then we move to the next track on the album, Shy Boy. This was written by Billy Sheenan and his um, previous band, Talis. Um, great, uh -huh. great, um, great, great song. But um, I'm not going to go through it first. Um, you take it, Lee. Oh, this is pretty damn good. This is um, really hot. I wasn't able to really find the version by Talis. Maybe they did it and I just didn't get it on YouTube. Um, if I, I have search... heard it even, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay, um, um, I'll have to look. But, but yeah, I... it's a very fast song. I think that this is... If David Lee Roth had wanted Billy Sheehan to write all of the songs on the album, it would have been a different album, but it might have even been a really good album because Billy Sheehan's songwriting style is really good. And this is, this is a hot song. The playing is absolutely great. Okay, that's all I have to say. All right. Well, now you take it, Mark. 
Yeah, this is a killer track, and uh, I don't think they ever recorded it. I think it's always live. I think Billy Sheenan was the lead vocalist on this, uh, the original version, because David uh, David says, hey, man, I like that song, Shy Boy, you didn't tell us. Let's do it on this album. So David brought, told uh, Billy, I want to do that song. <laughs> so really cool. I love that. I love this song. She says, shy boy, shy boy, give me one t- more time. But I like I like the lyric where he says, gotta keep on moving till my personality starts improving. <laughs> like a killer track. Yeah. Great classic. Click, great class. It's it's a David Lee Roth song now. It's not even Talos anymore, but it's great. Oh, definitely. And I, and that may be the reason looking at it, because re- I really haven't seen the song. I've not seen it been called a cover or anything. So that may be the reason it was just simply performed live with Talos. I don't know how long he was actually in that band prior to this being in this this band or what, but um. Yeah, I mean, Diamond Dave takes that song and makes it his own. Like I said, I haven't heard the original version. Um, that was all you had to say, right, Mark? Yep. Okay, I was just—I didn't want to cut you off or anything, but um, yeah, um, classic David Lee Roth. Um, you've got Billy Sheenan and and Steve I tearing it up all through this this um all through this um song and album, and um kind of borderline speed metal actually and um, kind of has that similar kind of groove to hot for teacher in a way and um just a great song opened the um tour for this actually this was the opening song i think i can't remember what they went oh, straight okay. into. I, I'm, I think if i'm not mad wrong they went straight in from this into um tobacco road which is coming up here on the album hmm. but um after that, I think they dropped the song and it hasn't been picked up since. But um, this is another one I would have been interested to hear Van Halen do if when he joined back with them. And um, also, I mean, Steve I and Billy Sheenan's done this song. I think with I, ca- I think it's called M Three is what it's what they did together, and uh, or G Three is what it was actually called. And um, and Billy Sheenan sung that song live with them, and he's he's got a great voice. He, I mean, he he was I think kind of a perfect replacement. He didn't have that kind of real high pitched harmony that Michael Anthony had, but I think he was a perfect replacement for Michael Anthony's kind of harmonies that they had they had they had together when Dave was in the band. But um, hmm. that's um, you guys got anything else for this track? No. Okay. Well, um, then we'll get into the next track, I'm Easy. Um, I, I guess I'll take this one first again. Um, kind of a more, th- this one fit really well on Crazy from the Heat because it's more of a bluesier, kind of a more loungier type track. Um, I love this song. Like I said, very bluesy. Steve I has some great guitar work on this album. And I mean, it's Diamond Dave through, through and through, just like Just a Gigolo and stuff like that on Crazy from the Heat. Great, great cover song. I, I've never heard the original version of it, but um, still just an amazing cover. And um, I believe this was performed live, I believe, on the Eatem and Smile tour as well as the Skyscraper tour. I think they brought it with them for that tour as well. But um, that's all I have to say. And um, now to you, Mark. Uh, this is a great song. It's bluesy, David Lee Roth, baby. I'm easy, I'm easy, I'm. Easy, I'm an easy man. I love it when he scats. It's like a scatting daily rock song. 
rock, rock song, Roth song. I mean, not rock. David Lee Rock. <laughs> I mean, Roth. This is a great track. I really do love it. It's really cool. It's one of his cover tracks on here. Well, one of one of four. Really, uh, two of four because we already did the Shy Boy, which is a cover track. That's a great song. All Lee, right. Um, you, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say, hey, Lee, what do you think? I was just about to. Sorry. Because I'm not a bull in a china shop. I'm a bullshitter in the china I had shop. some whiskey, so I'm a little I'm slow. <laughs> no, it's okay. It took me time to swallow my oops and ahs. No. Um, <laughs> this song is actually, um, if I remember correctly, I kind of like it more than Yankee Rose. And that's what I think cause for some people to get a little bit annoyed at me but hey I still like it I think it's a good song and if if you've ever listened to um, Louis Prima and Keely Smith this song is right up there with them um, if you don't know who they are just look them up and, and find something and then you'll understand but they're from the 50s and early 60s they, they 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 were more like ooh what to do what to do what ooh what ooh, ooh what or whatever the hell it is but but it's it's, <laughs> it's good stuff I like this song okay all right um that's awesome and um then we'll get into the next track four track on the album ladies night in Buffalo with a with a um, question mark almost an exclamation mark question mark and uh -huh. night smelled like rock and roll all night, N-I-T-E. But um, you take this one first, first, Mark. Oh, this song has a great groove to it. This is my favorite track off the album. I fucking love this song. It's like it has that boom. And he has that soft, raspy voice, you know, in the yeah. middle of it, when it goes into the wee, wee, wee. And he goes, yeah, yeah, with Steve Vai playing. Fucking, this is a great groove. This is like fucking groovy blues, hard rock. This song rolls. What do you think, oh. uh, whoever's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, well whoever's I... next is me, I guess, because I'm 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 boosting my way in. But um okay. uh, but but I think that yeah, I also kind of agree that this is probably maybe the best song on the album. I I I find that even though it's subtle and kind of slow, it's very fierce and they don't let up and i think that this is the direction van halen should have gotten into with 5150 if yeah. they had decided to do it that's what i think definitely and i totally agree with that i mean to me this i mean 5150 is the logical progression from 1984 because keyboards were a lot more prominent but I think if Dave would have stayed in the band, this probably would have been the album that we got. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, because like, fair, I mean, not fair warning. Well, it, it was either fair warning or Diver Down was the one where he started really um, trying to in, in, include keyboards in the music and stuff like that. And like yeah. Diamond Dave said, you're a guitar player. That's the way it needs to stay. I think since 1984 was kind of Eddie's album, I really think this is probably the album we would have gotten if Diamond Dave would have stayed in the band. 
maybe, maybe a kind of a, a kind of a middle middle ground in between this and fifty one fifty. But um, ladies' night in Buffalo. Um, was you about to say something? Whoever it was. No, I was just gonna say that. Uh, and what does David like to play every time he goes on a show? He oh, likes to yeah. play jump. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, definitely. Right. Um, okay. But ladies' night in Buffalo. I mean, Mark, you. You totally aced um, aced what I was going to say or mirrored what I was going to say on this song. The groove takes this song. I mean, it's just David Lee Roth. I mean, he'd done a lot of songs like this on later albums. Um, like the title track, The Skyscraper, was kind of in a similar vein. Um, what else? Tell the Truth off of um, A Little Ain't Enough was like that experience. Was all, and Sunburn was like that off of um, off of your filthy your filthy little mouth as well as um Black Sand and if six was nine off of um, DLR band and um Diamond Dave, just a great song and um, really I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. I mean you two have pretty much said what I was going to say about this particular track. I mean just a great classic, slow kind of more bluesier kind of um diamond dave track lyrics is diamond dave through and through the guitar playing is just excellent all the way through the song the solo is one of the best steve Vai songs on the album i mean steve Vai solos on the album excuse me but um and i'll just let you know i get my words tied up sometimes as well hey, but, i um, do too in fact sometimes i accidentally call bon jovi i i i, I call them piece of shit but then i realized yeah, yeah. i actually used the right word yeah, I, I, I've heard some of the episodes before where you said that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you you hear it again right now. Yeah, but if you heard the Bon Jovi episode, he actually hey, shut up! up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just a great, great song. I love this track. I believe it was performed live. I believe this whole album pretty much was pretty much performed in its entirety, kind of broken into pieces, mixed in with um crazy from the heat and classic van halen stuff but um overall just a great great track and um then we move to the next track going crazy probably as closest to 1984 as um as we get on this album kind of this this gives me a jump vibe to it um just overall, a very good song, big, p- perfect kind of pop rock song, big, great mid, mid-80s kind of summertime song. I mean, you're on the beach, and this this whole this whole album has kind of this summer feel to me. And, I mean, you're on the beach, you have this, this album playing, and, I mean, just overall a great, great song. And um, the video is just even, it's even greater. I mean, the Picasso Brothers, I mean, Awesome, awesome track. Um, now you take it, um, Mark. Yeah, that's a great song. And you said Beachville. This is this album reminds me of Van Halen too. Uh, that's a total yeah. beach album. Yeah, this song is awesome. The video is hilarious. I just, I just like the way David Lee Ross phrasing. Here I'm rolling down another sunny highway, been in the sun too long. I'm going coconuts, but at least I'm going my way. I just love the his yeah. sarcasm in this fucking song. It's so great. I love like the, it. 
like the cowbell with install that or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, it's like a pop, 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 ah, freaking just killer. It's like yeah. you get Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell in there. More cowbell? No, I'm joking. Uh, it's freaking killer. I love this song. Lee, uh, I don't like it as much as you do. I don't dislike it, but I find that eh, it's it's to me more like one that he should have sneaked over to. Van Halen when they were doing 5150 and tell them, quick, you do this song. I don't want it around me. It stinks. Uh, Yuck. Kind of like that. That's yeah. how I feel. Okay. But, um, yeah. Um, this was written by David Lee Roth and Steve Vice. So, um, yeah. Great, great song. To me, a perfect pop. Um, a perfect pop, um, pop rock song. And I, and I said earlier, actually, that, um, I was going to talk about a song I thought that should have been a single off the album. I really think Ladies Night in Buffalo should have been one of the singles off this album. I think yeah. it has been a Yeah, I agree. And um, probably you say your favorite track was um, Ladies Night in Buffalo. My favorite track is, my, mine's probably Yankee Rose. But um, then we get into the next track, Tobacco Road. When I was warming up trying to review this and stuff like that, I kind of, when I do reviews, I kind of go through what I'm going to say and kind of map things out in my mind about what I'm how about how how I'm going to do stuff. And um, I kept leaving this track out of what I was reviewing. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, Tobacco Road. Um, you take this, Lee. Um, it's okay. Um, when it comes to versions of this song, this is probably better than some but maybe not as good as others. I do kind of like Edgar Winter's version better, even though there's a part where he just keeps singing, like, tobacco, and he keeps going on. It's like, will you shut up? So David Lee Ross is a little better for not doing that. But it's... I kind of like some other people's versions a little better but i do think that it's still one of the better songs off of this album okay okay all right and i've actually never heard um any any other version of this song this is the wow. only how so. they, they did about maybe a hundred different versions oh yeah. yeah this is an old song yeah I, i've heard it was it's been covered by multiple people but um I, I, maybe I maybe played, you're lucky played, by not listening to the others. Who knows? Yeah, I agree. I, I play at a place, and of course, I'm in Alabama and stuff, but I play at a place, and they play mostly older country music, stuff like that. But this guy, he he had this song. He he knew how to play it, stuff like that. And I, was, I told him, I said, the only, only, how, or only reason I know this song is from David Lee Roth. He was like, you talking about Van Halen? I said, yeah, Van Halen. He said, huh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but, um, yeah, um, you take it, Mark. Oh, yeah. this is a, I love this song. I'm like... <laughs> I love David's tone on this. I love Steve Eyes playing on this. I love Billy Sheenan's bass. This album just... This song grooves for me. I love this. I remember I was listening to this, and my mom go, "Oh, that's an old song." I go, "It is." I, I uh, yeah. I've heard I've heard a lot of versions of this, and and this one still stands out to me. Uh, I love it. 
<clears throat> all right and um yeah i love it too um great great song and um I mean, Steve, I rips on this song, some great solo work and guitar work by him on this album. Freaking Overall, it's a great song. song. And I, I'm going to look up at least the Edgar Winter version. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was... In okay. fact, if, if, if you, if, if you want to hear some good old Southern stuff, Edgar Winter's White Trash, the album Road Work. That, <laughs> that's just a good album just to hear if, if you're from Alabama and you go to clubs where they play live this this is that this this i i think would be at least homework in my okay. opinion and know. actually i mean i i'm from predominantly around people who are their prom their prominent um genre of music is country i'm actually not the biggest fan of country music <laughs> I like that ain't no problem. That's no problem. I like country music, but I mean, my the what I was raised on and stuff like that is actually um more hard rock and stuff like that. And the rock and metal combat, oh, okay. pilots, they turned me on to a whole bunch of different stuff like Coverdale Page. Um, That's a great album. White Snake, all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, huh. Coverdale Page is like a forgotten album for a lot of people. They need to yeah. go back and listen to that shit. Definitely. It's a great album. Shake My Tree, Pride and Joy, Take Me for a Little While. Just yeah, a great Lee, Lee, you've never picked that album. You love Jimmy Page. What I the like fuck? Jimmy Page Outrider. I like that better. Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> I bought and, that on tape. I think I listened to it once and put it away and never listened to it again. <laughs> you have to listen to it again. It's a good Maybe. album. I'll try because it's albums I haven't listened to that I listened to. Like Van Halen three, I didn't. I bought that on CD and then put it away and didn't listen to it for ten years. And I started listening to it the last six years, and I love it now. So it happens. You change your mind. That, hey man, not... I, I I I heard Jimmy Page live. I I got the live. Um, I, I I downloaded it from YouTube. The live songs that he did on the concert I was at. So if any of you want them, I can email you that that show's concert. Okay, but um, I watched like I watched the Live Aid concert by Led Zeppelin because I heard I was like reading about like the lost Led Zeppelin reunion that was supposed to happen around that point. That was horrible. Mm. It it to me it wasn't that bad, but it I could tell that Jimmy Page had had in he had um no been good substances before before going out on stage for that and um yeah they tried but, to blame phil collins for that it wasn't his fault yeah yeah <laughs> and, the uh, atlantic records um anniversary where they were at i think that was even worse he tried to do the solo for heartbreak and i was like what the hell is he doing trying yeah. to make an energetic like the 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 energized bunny go quack what the hell <laughs> you the know? best reunion is a celebration day that was that was great awesome. that was great yeah and um i was reading like tony thompson was the person they picked that would have been interesting if he because like they asked phil collins but phil collins couldn't do it and then they asked tony thompson and huh. i think the how it fell through from what i read was that like tony thompson was in a car accident and they they right then and there they said this is a bad omen we don't need to do this so oh, they basically great. 
Another well, bad more... performance on that day was the power station with the uh, freaking no Robert Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like Michael DeBar, though. But he was bad in the power station. I yeah. don't think so, but oh well. Okay. But I'll, I, and I'll, I'll hear it again. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll change I'll, my mind. Oh, man. I'll go, on. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I said maybe I'll change my mind. Uh, that's on. So. Like right. I saw a comment, they said Queen doing one of their most iconic performances of, of all time, maybe their most iconic performance. And Led Zeppelin done one of the worst things they have ever yeah. done in their life. Yeah, I remember yeah. that whole day MTV kept talking about the, uh, I'm going off topic, but they kept talking about the Bruce Springsteen. Maybe he's going to show up because he he lent his lighting rig to the Philadelphia show. Maybe the E Street Band and Bruce Springsteen are going to come up. They never did. And I was like, fuck, I like Bruce Springsteen. I was wanting to see him. <laughs> yeah. I think Clapton's, Clapton's set for that was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. He, oh. he had he had Bill Collins with him, and that that was at, that was behind the sun at that point. But Duran um, Duran was really good too. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually talking. I mean, I'm actually I, I I talk like I'm older than what I am, and I actually that's good. Like, I feel like I'm older than what I am, but I'm only eighteen. <laughs> and, I thought you were like, and also you too. You too was awesome too. Yeah. I thought you were twenty-seven. <laughs> no, uh-uh. I'm I'm only eight. I just graduated high school like two weeks ago, and well, you had like, good music around you, I guess. Yeah, was well, it, it was the way I it was the way I was raised. I I was raised on old music. I mean, I know I was telling Lee prior to recording and all. Like I, the most new music that I know is like newer music that older artists do. That's you, the there's a lot of newer bands you should listen to. You should listen to Crowbot, uh, Rival I'm, Sons. Uh, yeah. A lot of good shit out there, dude. Uh, Rick and try Crowbot and Rival Sons, man. Those bands are freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I've been liking a lot of the stuff. Like, y'all do the the new artist spotlight or whatever at the beginning of y'all's show and stuff. I like that quite a bit. I we like a lot of stuff y'all pick. We I'm glad that. that we stopped that, though. <laughs> yeah, Lee, Lee was having problems finding new artists that he liked, <laughs> so we stopped it. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant old, like older episodes. Like, I, I was listening to, um, what's the episode y'all did? I'm trying to think of what episode it was now, but... um, I'll tell you, it was oh. Wishbone Ash. Yeah, um... I listened to the the Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> Tears, No More Tears episode, yeah. and uh, I don't even remember that. That was a great album. Yeah, that, I don't know it, what I thought. That's a great one. You should also listen to a new band called Starcrawler. We played them on the new artist episode. They're pretty okay. good. Okay, but um, you're remembering all these groups that I don't even know of. Uh, <laughs> you said you like Starcrawler. Well, it's got a you, 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 uh, well, I, 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 I forget what I say after I say it. It's a female lead singer, so you should love it. <laughs> I, think I, I, I probably like. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of remembering. I got that. their debut no, no, album. They have a new album out, and I haven't bought it yet. I need to get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, I mean, I was raised mostly around, and I, and even in school, like. People, I, I, they they asked me. They said, "How do you listen to the same old stuff all the time?" I said, "Because I said that's the type of stuff I love." I said, 
I I said that's all I know pretty much is all those older bands and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, there's like because cause see, people tell me all the time like I look older than what I am. There was like a person. See, I was in marching band and stuff, and we went to like a competition. And this guy walked at me, said, hello, how are you doing, sir? I was like, I- I'm doing okay. How-, how-, how about you? He said, you mean to tell me um, you're-, you're part of the band? I said, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm like, at, the point- at that point, I was like 17 or so. And he said, you look like a 30-year-old cop off duty. I was saying, well, I'm 17, but thank you. <laughs> <Wow. clears throat> um, you sure said yeah, you were um, under arrest just to see what he'd say. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, where are we even at on this? <laughs> I think we're yeah. on uh, t- uh, Elephant Gun, unless you talked about Tobacco Road already, uh, Devin. Wow, uh, you're actually on point. You remember, you're yep. better than us. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm enjoying this. By the way, this is awesome. I'm in, I'm very much enjoying this. But um, the um, I think I covered Tobacco Road good enough. I, I thought okay. it was a good a very good song, good cover. And um, then we'll go to the next track, Elephant Gun, Fast and Furious, um, David Lee Roth, kind of has that hot for teacher drum groove, kind of that shuffle groove. And um, overall, just a great, great song. And um, you got Billy Sheen, and he does a little solo in the middle of it, which is awesome. And um, yeah, this was written by David Lee Roth and Steve. Um, just overall, a great great song so um now you take it mark i love this song don't point that thing at me i love i love the freaking groove of this track i love the the drums on this this is a fucking great vibe this is vi at his best on the lead freaking uh david's lyrics are just so fucking david i love it what do you think lee i I think it's good, but I think I kind of don't like it as much as I should like it. I think that it's just a little bit weird, but not maybe in the way that I always like. But I, I wouldn't necessarily skip it. It's just, to me, it's like that weird thing you find in the junk store. You think, do I need to buy this purple penguin? No, I don't. But it's still <laughs> all right. But you said something's weird? Dude. Okay. Just saying something. You like weird shit. I know, but I still know what it is. If it's too weird for you, there's something wrong. (laughs) There's something wrong with the weirdo in me. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right. It's all right. But, um, yeah, yeah, um, great song. And um, I believe this was performed on the tour for this album. I'm pretty sure. But, um. Yeah, once again, like like you said, David Lee Ross lyrics on point throughout this whole this whole album and this song. I mean, just great. And I have something else to say, but then I, I've done forgot about it. But um, then we go to the next track, Big Trouble. Speaking of Ross lyrics, one of the best lyric, one of the best best and off the wall songs on this album lyrically. But um, you take it first, Lee. I, I think this is the other song that I don't really love quite as much that I kind of think is, even though it's not like Elephant Gun, it's kind of not necessarily awesome. I think it's kind of okay. It sounds like it could have been a like um, an, out, <clears throat> a, an outtake from Fair Warning, but not quite as good. 
but it's still not a bad song. I'll still listen to it, but it just, to me, it just seems a little bit like a filler tune, like they put it on at the last minute. That's what I have to say. Okay. And um, now you take it, Mark. What are we on? Big Trouble? Yeah. Uh, Big Trouble's a cool song, man. I like this song. You're looking for trouble. Real kind. A dime a dozen. I'm not doing the lyrics right, but you get the gist. This is a great song, man. There's not one bad song on this album. And Frick, I didn't even study for this album because it's so good. It's it's ingrained in my DNA. I love this album. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I was going to say also Elephant Gun to me is kind of... um, Kind of the sister song, the shy boy on the album, but um, yeah, the, ba- the the bass playing is like totally kicking ass oh, yeah. on that song. Yeah. Oh yeah, but um, big trouble, um, the the groove sells it for me. Great groove on this song. Love this track, and um, I mean, I can't say too much else about. It. I mean, the lyrics is like such and such and mighty mouse and like. Well, I'm trying to think of some more Jerry lyrics. Jerry Blue and Mighty Mouse. <laughs> I love that. And then, um, like, um, some like some folks said he died, but I know he didn't go to heaven and stuff like that. I mean, j- j- he's a very great visual lyricist. I mean, yeah. him and him and Dio, they're both very visual lyricists with their yeah. Stuff. Ride the tiger. What the fuck is ride the tiger? You see his stripes, yeah. but you know he's clean. What does that yeah. mean? Fucking deal! You had to die before I could ask you that question. All right. <laughs> um, I yeah. like Jefferson Starship's "Ride the Tiger." <laughs> I like Jefferson Starship. Yeah, "Ride <laughs> the Tiger." Yeah. But um, yeah, um, big trouble, great track, and then we move to the night track on the album. I w- I'm not sure where the vinyl was split. I'm assuming it was split dead in the middle between "Going Crazy" and "Tobacco Road." Going but, crazy. Going crazy was the end of side one. Tobacco Road was the beginning of side two. Okay, okay. That's what, that's yeah. what I But um, I mean, the next track on the album, Bump and Grind, um, very sleazy, very sleazy track, very very sleazy groove. I mean, just full of kind of kind of double entendre lyrics, I guess you could say by Dave. Just awesome, awesome track, and um, that's pretty much all i have to say just a great sleazy dlr classic and um yeah maybe it it may be it may be probably my least favorite on the album but i I still really enjoy the song just a great um great track and um now you take it mark oh yeah this is a killer track (laughs) this is like daily roth sleaziness man freaking love it uh this song rules i Shake it slowly, make it bumping grind, rotate slowly. Freaking this this could have been a Van Halen track like on uh, Diver Down. This is freaking a great track. I love this song. What do you think about it, Lee? Yeah, I I do dig it. I think after the last two songs, this one's like now they're back on track again and they're doing good. And I'm thinking this is this is um close to being almost one of the best songs on the album. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. All righty. And um, 
<clears throat> then we get into the grand opus of this whole album, the final track on the album. Um, I believe a cover of the Frank Sinatra song. That's life. Um, you take it first, Lee. Oh, I do like it. I'm not going to say it's the best song on the album, but I do think that it's up there with the stuff that he did on the EP Crazy from the Heat, and I do like it. And I do think that it's good as a last song. It's pretty interesting. To me, it's, it's a good way after listening to a lot of the rock stuff, you kind of cool down by listening to something a little less rock but still kind of jazzy and hip. So that's my idea. Okay. And, um, well, um, I love the track. Um, all, awesome closure to the album. I love the video to this. I mean, it's really just, it's kind of the perfect conclusion for that era of the, of the band, because it's like a collage of different, um, different of the different videos, some stuff from Van Halen, put in there but also i'm assuming it's like outtakes from some of the video shoots along with stuff from the video shoots and um diamond dave comes out at the beginning he says i'm here today to tell you about tell you about something called life and then enters the and then the song comes on i love this song the, the strings on it i love all, i love all of that i mean it just plays a good effect it plays a good effect on the song and um i mean Perfect for David Lee Roth to um, cover. I'm not real sure if this was actually performed live on the tour or not. I do know it was picked back up when he did like the Las Vegas stint on um, in in like '95 or whatever. But um, because I've heard a bootleg of that and um, it was okay. It wasn't the best thing in the world, but um, yeah, I love this song and um, video's great. And just uh, overall, and it, this, like you said, Lee, this would fit really good on Crazy from the Heat. And um, that's pretty much all I have, I think, for this particular song. And um, now to you, Mark. What do you think of this track? I think this is a great ending song for this album. I love it. I lip-synced it on Facebook until they took it down, saying I stole it. Uh, it's ah. a great song, man. I love it. Okay. And um, there is there is a bonus track. But um, it, it's never been actually released, so it's really not a bonus track. But um, it was a cover song. Do you, do you guys know about this? It was a cover of the Kim Mitchell song of Max Webster, um, Kim Mitchell's Kids in Action. Did y'all know about I this? I've never, never heard of it before. You're the first who's told me about it right now. Okay. Um, what about have you, you, Mark? Have you heard it before? No, I haven't heard it. Oh, I okay. mean, um, um, Devin. But, but, um, but either it, one, it's never. It's actually never came out but to the public. Go for it. Oh, okay. Um, it it's never came out to the public. There is like a demo session bootleg out there. I've heard parts of it. It's I mean it's whatever. But um, this was recorded for the album, and I and from what I understand, it was basically pushed off the album. I think partly uh -huh. due to time constraints, but also I think they wanted um, they wanted tobacco road on there as as well so um i might have interrupted mark a little bit um I'm no I, I just said i didn't know it oh okay, oh, okay. but um yeah that's and then i interrupted I'm, you i'm sorry 
No, it's good. That's good. But um, it says like he they called Billy Sheen and he was like a member of Max Webster for like according to this like a, like one week or so or something like that. Uh-huh. And it, it just no, it says he was in the band for about three weeks, but it didn't work out. There was no hard feelings, but he just he he went on and did really well afterwards. But it said Ken Mitchell said I got a call from him one day, and he goes, "Hey man, I'm in the studio with David Lee Roth, Ted Templeman, and Steve By, and we're covering your tune, Kids in Action, and we need the words to the second verse of it." And he said, "I was sitting there shaking on the phone," and he said, "Then at the last minute, he said I was shaking on the phone, and this was um." He said this was right after David Lee Roth left Van Halen, and he said at the last minute they they bumped the the song off the album in place of Tobacco Road, and he said mm. he said it was just because they needed some darn covers again. So, <laughs> but um, they said it's never it's never been released to the public. I don't I don't even know. I mean, he, he David David Lee Roth probably has it somewhere in the vaults. But um, I would be I would be interested to hear the um, to hear that track. I mean, I, I've never heard the original version either, so I don't know. But um, yeah, um, I the classic album. I mean, that's the end of the album. But um, classic album, and um, to me, the Lost Van Halen album that. It's the Van Halen album that never was. It didn't even have Van Halen on it, but um, just a great album. And um, what about y'all's final thoughts on the album, Lee and Mark? Go, Lee. Oh, um, I think that it's um, it's 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 a good album. I, I I'm I'm surprised how good it was compared to what Van Halen was doing after David Lee Roth left. And I, um, I think that um, even though I also like Crazy from the Heat, I I do think that this album, with all or um, with a lot of originals, was actually a good um, thing to do next. And then with Skyscraper, I kind of feel like uh, that was good, but let's not go even more pop. Let's kind of not do that, but at least with this album, it was with the right guys and the right sound, and that's yeah. my thought. I agree with Lee on that 100%. I love this album. I think this album was great, and I think 5150 ruined David Lee Roth because that album went number one. David got jealous and tried to go more poppy with the next album. So David should have just stuck to his guns and did what he was doing on this album and not try to deviate, but he fucked up. Uh, this is his best album in his catalog, uh, and it's it's so good. The D, the D, I like Filthy Little. I don't like Filthy Little Mouth. I love Little Ain't Enough. I love DLR album. I love Skyscraper, but everything else after that is just total trash to me. In yeah. fact, um, one thing that I want to say quickly. <clears throat> Um, one person had mentioned um, somewhere that, uh, well, he was on Eddie Trunk, and he said, if you think about it, David Lee Roth came out with Crazy from the Heat, and then Van Halen came out with their album title 5150, which is police jargon for crazy, and then David Lee Roth came out with Eat 'Em and Smile, 
and then Van Halen came out with OU812, and then maybe David Lee Roth, well, maybe it stops there, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah. for unlawful carnal knowledge, the abbreviations for it, and then he puts out your filthy little mouth in 94, so. Yeah, 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 I, I was thinking of that. Were they all in in on this together? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they were doing students. it against each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, as far as like his solo career goes, we I, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode. This, I mean, Crazy from the Heat's great. I mean, Just a Gigolo, Easy Street, California Girls, Coconut Grove is an, is to me the kind of lost gem on that album. I love that that track. Yeah. Um, this album, excellent. Skyscraper, I talked about it earlier. I like the album quite a bit. Uh, I think the production ruins the album. A little ain't enough. It, if it would have been put out instead of Skyscraper, and maybe he put Skyscraper out, maybe if if when after grunge hit maybe if he put that out to attract a different audience or whatever maybe it could have done a little bit better i i mean i don't know maybe well maybe his career would have done a little bit little bit better is what i'm trying to say but um a little late enough i have some issues with the production at times but i mean he, he that's probably the last time where he has that classic voice and could do the classic screams and stuff like that um your fifth little mouth um i like that quite a bit um it has some pretty bad tracks like the reggae song i didn't like on that album um hey, oh, i don't never... like hardly any reggae but go on okay but um hey you never know was it was okay but it wasn't that it wasn't the best in the world but um yeah i like that album i like a lot more of the kind of bluesier tracks on that album but um DLR band's great. I like the track on the best of from 97. That was really good. Um, or the, or the hit, hit David Lee Ross best of. I like the two tracks that was on the Van Halen best of, actually, too. Oh, I love those songs. They, that's great. And I think those were musically from, some, from the Sammy Hagar sessions, weren't they? I think so. But uh, I also love... Uh... The songs they put with uh, Sammy, even uh, Up for Breakfast on their other greatest hits album, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, well, Up for Breakfast, I, it's kind of to me got a, kind of that kind of got that so bad it's good kind of kind of guilty hmm. pleasure type feeling to me. But um, thing is, I don't have any guilty pleasures. If I like it, I like it. I ain't guilty about it, and you can't tell me I am. <laughs> I, I, listen, I listen to Wham. God damn it! <laughs> I don't give a shit who knows about it. <laughs> um do you live way 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 far away from neighbors no <laughs> damn well um you, you oh okay they they probably like wham too i guess it's I'm not go a neighborhood that i don't want to go to I yeah i'll to be live. blasting club tropicana for you lee oh <laughs> uh, no <clears throat> but um the I mean, day careless whisper becomes a prog rock song is the day that I gargled hey, Bon Jovi. The best song I ever, ever did was Everything She Wants. That song rules. All right. <laughs> um, DLR Band, uh, I think it's where I left off. DLR Band's great. His voice is a tad bit shot on an album, but I can tolerate it. 
Um, Diamond Dave, I liked. Um, I've heard it several times, but it's kind of more of a more under the radar album. And um, maybe maybe he'll go back and put out some some of the like. There's a lost supposedly supposedly there's like a lost album with Bart Walsh, who was like his guitarist in there late 90s early 2000s rest in peace he, he died here several months back i was very very surprised that he passed away but um there's supposedly an album out there with him and um i'd love to hear that he said supposedly it was like it was back to basics classic band halen as well as like dlr band but um yeah um that's all i have any of you guys got any more final thoughts on this no. nope all righty. Well, um, what about pick of the week? You guys got any um pick of the, picks of the week or anything? Movies, music, whatever. Um, Lee, Mark. Um, movies. You might want to see the movie. Um, it was with um Daryl Hannah, and who was the guy again? Aiden Quinn. Um, um. Was it Reckless or was yes, it? Yes, I think it was yeah, Reckless. Yeah, 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 Reckless. I, I'd, I'd watch that movie. And for songs, I'd say mm, <coughs> probably. That's a good band. Movie. I like. <coughs> Damn it. All right. All right. Great band. <laughs> um, um, right. Yeah. Well, Deep Purple's Woman from Tokyo. Why not? You got a, you got an album too, Lee, while we're there? Oh, an album. Um. Listen to um, there's, huh? There's so many. Um, how about listen to um, the first down by Bull Angus. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Mark, what about you? you got a uh, any been, Yeah, you guys should all watch Married with Children. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, Jack Russell's Great White just released uh, One Spit and Acoustic Bites. It's a One Spit and album done acoustically. Really good. And they also, they added uh, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You by Led Zeppelin. And also, the 40th anniversary of Permanent Ways with the live on there. I love it. All right. That's good. <laughs> uh, movies. I mean, with me, I watch a lot of a lot of horror movies and stuff like that. that's kind of my that's where i go to a lot is horror movies and stuff oh man i'm trying to think of an of a good movie um i got one this is kind of more off the wall movie but um david lynch's blue velvet i think that would be you can see dennis hopper going completely crazy throughout the whole movie and, like it's uh, okay <laughs> <Joking. laughs> it, it's a it's a great movie. It's K has um what's the guy? He was um he was in he was in um I think it's the same guy. He was in Dune, I believe, and he was in Showgirls. Um my goodness, the it, Kyle McLaughlin? Yeah, him. I believe he's yeah. in it. And, and uh, Dennis Hopper. Was yeah. it yeah, Nils Twin Lofgren? Nils Lofgren. That's a that's a freaking singer. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's why I, Bruce Springsteen's I, I thought, guitar player. Yeah, that, that's why I wondered was that who you were talking about? No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just overall, that movie's a great movie. That was at the time when, like, Dennis Hopper was making his comeback with, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is um, amazing as well. But um, as far as an album, go album goes, um, I'm going to pick. Deep Purple's The Battle Rages On from 1993, the um, reunion with 
Mach, the Mark II line, or Mach II lineup, whatever you want to call it. But um, mm. great album. The title track's awesome. Anya, um, Twist in the Tail. Trying to think. The, I mean, title tracks to me is classic Deep Purple. But um, it was reco- it was originally going to be done with um, Joe Lynn Turner, but they basically they wanted um, they wanted Ian Gillen back. So basically. He, Ian Gillen came in and reworked a bunch of the songs that Joe Lynn Turner had been working on, and you get the Battle Rages on. Um, that's pretty much all I've got. Um, I've enjoyed this quite a bit. I thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Oh, Welcome, thank man. you. And um, <clears throat> maybe we can do this again soon. Um, I've, I've very much enjoyed this. Uh, all right. No problem, yeah, man. But, um, all right. That's been the first episode of the Danger Zone podcast. I'm Devin Dunnigan, and um, that was Mark Alden Taylor and Lee Gersman. You guys want to say goodbye or anything before we end it? Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to listen to our podcast, the Freeform Rock Rock Podcast. If you liked our shenanigans, we do that every week on Fridays. <laughs> this is Mark yeah, saying goodbye. I, yeah, I was going to tell you guys to um, – Tell us where you where we can find you at and all that. Uh, um, Apple Podcast, iTunes, uh, Podbean, and Stitcher. And you could also do a Google search and play the episodes. Also, the Freeform Rock Podcast. All righty, but um, thank you guys so much for coming on here today. And um, yeah, um, that's been the first episode of the Dunnigan. I mean, my lord, I'm talking about my podcast. Um, the day I knew I was going to do it when we started the episode. <laughs> But um, the um, this has been the first episode of the Danger Zone podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you very, very much for watching or listening. This will be up on YouTube and Anchor.fm podcasting platform. But um, also for me, go look up the Dunnigan Martin Music Movie Podcast. Um, my YouTube page. You can just type my name, and it comes. It should come up. Stephen Mott's YouTube page, which is my the other host on the on my other podcast. As well as, um, I mean, all my YouTube reviews, I've got a plethora of them. But, um, yeah, um, totally enjoyed this. And um, just God bless you all. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. And see you next time.